1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to have you with us on a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. You can check the podcast of the show anytime 9890answer.com. Catch our interviews on Friday with Bernie Moreno, U.S. Senate candidate, Hugh Hewitt, who will be in town on October the 24th to moderate the American Leadership Forum... Brought to you by the Center for Christian Virtue and 98.9 The Answer. Get your tickets at 989TheAnswer.com. VIP tickets, too, if you want to have a meal ahead of time with all the candidates and uh, Hugh Hewitt. Aaron, do I get a ticket to the VIP, or do I just show up for the non-VIP portion of the evening? Well, I think you'll be involved in the VIP, but the candidates I don't think will. Well, the candidates will not be at the VIP. Right. Who are the P's? Who Who are the VIPs? If no candidates, they're the most V of the IPs, are they no? You're not going to see VIPs. You are a VIP oh, by going. by going. Okay. All right. Well, bully for all of us then who go. Uh, did you catch any of the Emmys last night, Aaron? Uh, Yeah, I caught some, if maybe most. Now, I hear Ted Lasso, is a show on Apple TV, cleaned up. I've never seen Ted Lasso. Give me a. Do you, have you seen Ted Lasso? I haven't. Okay. No. Can't give me a thirty second elevator pitch on Ted Lasso. Not really. I know it's in the comedic category. Okay. Um, but it's not necessarily. I think it's more like tongue and cheek humor.
0: It's not mm. like sketch comedy or okay. something.
1: Very good. Well, uh, the one thing that uh, Aaron did see the v- the uh, Emmys last night. He did not see any masks on these celebrities. They were unmasked in L. A. Uh, Kids in L.A., two years old and older, are masked in daycare and in schools, but the celebs continue to not be masked. This will be a familiar theme on the show today, where the uh, liberals say one thing and do another. Uh, The San Francisco mayor is being dinged for this. She was photographed over the weekend at a nightclub in San Francisco, where she went to... Take in some live music. No problem there. That's a nice way to spend your evening. Uh, But the people noticed that she was not wearing a mask. And this led to her being questioned about not wearing a mask. And uh, as you might imagine in the tradition of, let me see, let me do the roll call here. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, who uh, said she was baited into getting her hair done when all the salons in San Francisco were closed. Of Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, who said that, uh, well, I'm a public figure, so I should be able to go get my hair done. Uh, Gavin Newsom, who ate at the French Laundry, uh, despite his lockdown orders in L.A., uh, the San Francisco mayor had uh, an excuse, not an apology, when she was questioned about her behavior.
2: From my perspective, you know, I was there. I was eating and I was drinking and I was sitting with my friends and everyone who came in there was vaccinated. So the fact that we have turned this into a story about being massless. No, I'm not gonna sip and put my mask on, sip and put my mask on, sip and put my mask on, and my mask on eat and put my mask on while I'm eating and I'm drinking. I'm gonna keep my mask off. And yes, in the end time, while we're drinking like everyone else there, we were all having a good time. And again, all vaccinated. So the fact that this is even a story is sad and it's sad because we're missing out on the fact that we have live performances. (laughs) We in San Francisco have done an incredible job around COVID. Yes, we have challenges, but this is now a distraction. And I would hope that people would spend more time on enjoying San Francisco, of going to go see Maurice Mulbetta-Brown, who's only going to be here for another week at the Black Cat, and make the stories about how incredible and talented these artists are and less about something that shouldn't even be a story in the first place.
1: What's the matter with you reporters out there in San Francisco? Yes, she does not want to sip and mask and sip and mask and sip. You have to sip and mask. While you're on an airplane. Only problem is. Mayor London Breed was shown. (laughs) Dancing without a mask. Taking pictures of other people. With her without a mask. Uh, This of course is. As I outlined before I played the audio. Common practice. Remember the AOC. Tax the rich dress. From last week. An AOC doing. Interviews where she was. Coyly smiling at the camera. About oh yeah you know as a woman of color and an immigrant to the United States, myself and my designer, Aurora James, want to have a conversation about, you know, how the downtrodden can interact with the people who are here at the Met Gala who, uh, you know, they're rich, we're not. Well, uh, it turns out that Aurora James, uh, the designer of AOC's tax the rich dress uh, took $40,000 in PPP funds during the COVID pandemic uh, while not paying uh, any taxes. Uh, There are three open tax warrants for, for I mean, you can't make this stuff up really. There are three open tax warrants uh, in New York state for failing to withhold income taxes from employees' paychecks totaling $15,000, the New York Department of Taxation and Finance told the New York Post. Uh, Aurora James also uh, has a fiancé. His name is Benjamin Bronfman. Uh, Benjamin Bronfman is the Associate Managing Director of Global Thermostat. Well, at least she's staying on brand, uh, which is a biofuel company. Now, Benjamin Bronfman's grandmother is uh, a member of the Lehman family. Lehman as in Lehman Brothers, the (laughs) New York Wall Street firm. So Benjamin Bronfman is conservatively worth at least $100 million. That is the fiancé... Of Aurora James, the downtrodden woman of color and immigrant. Oh, immigrant from where? You want to know. Uh, Immigrant from Toronto, Canada. Yes, she made the arduous trek across the bridge. (laughs) Not up through Central America. Not any other arduous immigrant journey. Through the United States, not on a raft from you know Somalia or Cuba. No, she made it across the uh, multi-lane bridge from Toronto into uh, the U.S. Successfully navigating her way to New York as the fashion designer with the boyfriend worth a hundred million dollars. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, there's a certain consistency to the inconsistency, wouldn't you say? Yes, uh, I would certainly say so. Now, Governor Mike DeWine has joined 25 of his fellow Republican governors. What did what did this take, Governor DeWine? How, how many did this take? A, a more than a week for Governor DeWine to get on board? Oh, this is not about the this is not about the vaccine mandate. No, no, this is about the crisis at the border. Uh, DeWine has joined. 24 other Republican governors writing a letter to Joe Biden. Can Joe... Joe got time to read letters? He's biking in Delaware over the weekend, zooming by reporters on his bicycle, uh, not answering questions as they ask him about, you know, bothersome topics like alienating our allies. Did you see that? France is mad at the United States. Now, typically... Uh, I wouldn't pay much consequence to France being mad at the United States because while France has been an ally, France has gotten a lot more out of its relationship with the United States than we've ever gotten out of our relationship with France. But I don't think it's good in light of the fact that if you go to the upset allies of the United States since Biden took office, let's do an inventory, shall we? France, mad because we are selling nuclear submarines to australia in order to protect australia from china in the south china sea seems like a noble effort except we cut in on france which had a similar deal with australia so france has now recalled its ambassadors from the united states in other words they don't want to have anything to do with us okay so there's one we're going backwards in time here we've got Uh, England, which is mad because we withdrew from Afghanistan in humiliating fashion and stranded a bunch of English nationals there. They're mad also because Biden wouldn't call Boris Johnson, the prime minister, uh, wouldn't even return his call for like 36 hours. So they're mad. And way back when Biden took office, remember, he was in office more than two weeks before he ever bothered to call then-Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And we've also ticked off Israel because Biden has reinstituted the Iran nuclear deal, which, you know, Israel, not crazy about Iran because Iran has this bothersome objective of eradicating Israel off the face of the earth. So we're playing footsie with Iran, which puts us... And our relationship with Israel in peril. So, Israel, England, France, they're all out on all of us right now. Joe Biden getting a lot done in his first months in office. Unfortunately, quite unfortunately, none of it, none of it is good. I'm sure you've heard the term uh, Friday afternoon news dump. Uh, The concept behind the Friday afternoon news dump is if you have bad news, dump it on a Friday. Uh, That way it gets lost in the fog of the weekend. Friday was not a good day for the Biden administration. So we got the Friday afternoon news dump on the drone strike that was executed in the aftermath of 13 U.S. service personnel murdered in Afghanistan during the chaotic withdrawal by U.S. troops. So we needed to do something to hold somebody accountable for what happened to our Marines, so we droned a car, we were told, full of explosives, an ISIS operative. Instead, turns out that was just a dad ferrying water, to people who were exceedingly thirsty in the heat of Kabul, and the drone strike also killed seven, seven children. Okay, so that's a very bad headline. Um, Right about the same time, uh, the Biden administration's recommendations for COVID-19 booster shots was rejected by the FDA. Never fear, though. The New York Times was at the ready, with a flattering portrayal of White House spokesperson Jen Psaki. (laughs) Uh, Jen Psaki was lauded in this New York Times piece for her, uh, they say, professional conduct from the podium. Now, I don't find her conduct to be professional because I have this little flaw, I guess, according to the New York Times, at least in my personality, and that is that I don't find lying professional. Uh, But Jen Psaki is very good at lying, and she's also very good at unwittingly, and I do mean unwittingly, uh, nuking left-wing talking points. For instance, how many times have we been told by transgender activists that there is no line between men and women? Men can be women. Women can be men. Anything women can do, men can do, including uh, menstruate and get pregnant, right? Well, One of the instances cited in this New York Times story about Jen Psaki is that she upbraided and put in place a religious reporter who tried to trap her on the question of the Texas heartbeat bill. Uh, The reporter from the Catholic News Agency uh, was summarily scolded by Jen Psaki, who said, it's up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor You wouldn't know that because you've never been pregnant yourself. Um, But for women out there who face those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. The president believes the right should be respected. Well, did she not in that answer tacitly admit that only women can get pregnant? And by the way, while we're on the topic, Jen Psaki, I wish the Catholic News Agency gentleman had followed up with, what is a woman Can you define that for me, please? Because we're always told there is no line. Well, of course, there is a line. That line is drawn indelibly at birth by what biology you were born with. A sovereign God, authoritative God in charge of all things in the universe does not make mistakes. That is the safe way, the non-hateful way to engage on transgender debates is to say, I believe in a sovereign God, and a sovereign God, by definition, could not make mistakes. Therefore, whatever biology you're born with is the biology that you were were divinely designed to be born with. So God cannot make a mistake. Hence, transgenderism is a mental disorder and not a physical disorder. But Jen Psaki got the big kudos from the New York Times, and of course they love everything about her because they share her... Very, very leftist positions on all things. I don't know how they are going to run from what they decided to do over the weekend, which is load these Haitian immigrants at the border onto airplanes and fly them back to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Uh, A plane with 376 of the immigrants aboard was flown back to Haiti on Sunday the immigrants said they were loaded onto the plane and they were not told where they were going. Now, this is a complicated issue, much like the whole drone thing is a complicated issue. As I said before, I understand why people are leaving Haiti. It is, it is unfathomably devastated by earthquakes. It, is, it has no discernible widespread infrastructure, very little clean water. No hope. There's all kinds of graft and corruption in the government. Little to no medical care. So I think it's first and foremost important to have compassion on the people who want to get out of those circumstances. But you can't just walk into the United States. And Texas Governor Greg Abbott marshaled forces from the Texas Department of Public Safety at the border in a show of force meant to deter people just walking across the Rio Grande at a, at a dam. Imagine if you lived in Del Rio, Texas, 35,000 people in Del Rio, Texas. I'm trying to think what town around here would have 35,000 people. That seems to be about town about the size of, I don't know what, maybe Springfield. Um, half that population in migrants shows up masked under a bridge and you can only imagine what's going on under that bridge, right? There's no law enforcement there. There can't be law enforcement. The borders, border patrol is overrun. So you have scores and scores and scores of men. It's hot. Very little to no food. There would be all kinds of human suffering there, and the worst inclinations of man take over in those situations. If they decide to riot, how are you going to control that? If criminal activity, disadvantaging women, disadvantaging children takes place, how are you going to police that? How are you going to take control of that? So this is not a compassionate response by the Biden administration to let people just walk into the country. Where are they going to go? Are you going to disadvantage your citizens, put your citizens at peril by allowing them to come into the country? It almost seems as if the national media, other than Fox, gets interested in this only when there's no other distraction. There's no sustained interest in this ongoing problem, but it is an ongoing problem, and it's a problem that Donald Trump had
2: fixed.